We're talking about how to optimize Google for your company today. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'd be a good topic because I speak with so many people who use Google and and various different things. And Google's really cool. Google always comes out with cool new things that businesses can optimize. And I think that it's really important. And I mean, there's many things that I probably don't even know that Google does, but the things that I've used with Google, it's it's been great. So I did some research because I've stood up companies on Microsoft 365 so I can talk a little bit about that and Google it is now not it's not called Google it's called Google Workspace it used to be called Google uh Suite I think yes and um formerly G Suite and it is now Google Workplace and I actually have to change over a company this weekend one of our companies um was using Microsoft 365 on GoDaddy, which I highly do not recommend anyone do if you're a Microsoft user or believe you want to be a Microsoft user. I would go directly to Microsoft and sign up for the 365 there, not use it through um, GoDaddy. I'm not I'm not a GoDaddy hater. I use GoDaddy to host a lot of our domain names, but using a third party when you can go directly to and just sign up on Microsoft doesn't make a lot of sense. The, I think the challenge with Microsoft has been is, is that they have cobbled together a lot of different companies to try to make a suite of products all based around email and things like that. And it's not mm-hmm. integrated. Permissions are difficult. Yeah. Really hard. Like you, you basically for, I would say for Microsoft 365, you probably need to hire, unless you are technical yourself in admin, to administer that to make sure that permissions are correct. It it's just it's crazy how it's cobbled together. So haven't had a big um, and Gmail just or or Google Workspace now just seems to work better because most people have a Gmail account anyway. Right. And it's seamless, I find. Um, Like you were saying, I've never been a Microsoft user or Outlook or anything like that. I've always been Google. I've always had, you know, everything kind of integrated that way. But I just find like some of the things like you've said, I've heard a lot of people who do use Microsoft and things that, that do have a little bit of difficulty doing the things that are basic with Google, if that makes sense. Uh, you, Google, you can sign up. The other thing I'll say is, is that you know, our list, some of our listeners are just starting companies too. Some of them actually have companies. Well, I get emails from people who have had companies for a long time and don't have their domain name. And I just think that, the, uh, or the name of their company and the domain name. So they'll be Brandon White at gmail.com. And it just doesn't look professional. Together, and no. It's not super hard to get a domain name that somehow matches your brand. It just makes it look easier. And if you go to Google Workspace, and I think I have a discount code, I'll put it, if listeners are interested, I'll put it in our show notes. I think I get you get 15% off or something. But <clears throat> the um, it's super easy to go through here. I, I actually did it this morning just to see because I hadn't been through it before in a long time. 
And it's really easy. You can buy your domain name. You don't have to buy your domain name with them, but if you do, it's going to be easier to do it, do it yourself or have someone in your company do it. <laughs> and at first I got to say that I didn't, I was used Microsoft suite for a long time. Um, just because that's what a lot of people use, meaning Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel, PowerPoint. And then I started using, we started using Google Docs and Google Docs has gotten really good. Um, yeah. Comparably. In the beginning, it really wasn't comparable to Microsoft Word. Um, if you're doing super advanced stuff, it's still not comparable, but I don't think most people listening here are doing super advanced things with document creation. No, probably not. I mean, a lot of people usually have like, um, if they are doing something that's supposed to be more graphic, they probably would have, you know, graphic people or a system like Canva or, you know, anything like that to do those. Or if you're doing a newsletter, we were print newsletter that I write every month. We were using Adobe Illustrator, but Gia is actually a trained graphic person. She went to art school, so she knows how to use that. It's super, it's, if you if you practice anything, it'll be easy or you'll mm -hmm. know how to do it. But it's a more sophisticated program. We actually just switched over to Apple Pages, which is Apple's yes. comparable product to Microsoft Word and Google Docs. And we did we decided to use that because Google Docs doesn't have the type of templates yet. I, I'm sure they'll eventually do that. That Apple Pages, which Apple is really designed more for graphic people, type people. So, and then we're going to use iCloud. But it's sort of crazy that today you got to cobble these different things together. But the Google workspace really has everything that a company generally needs to mm -hmm. function. I mean, you guys use it or ladies use it, right? Yeah, guys too. We do have guys with us. You do have guys? Yeah, on our commercial side and our new development side, we do have dudes that work with us. They love it. They love being a diva. <laughs> I, I imagine. It's, it's, I haven't been involved in that yet, but I'm sure it's an enlightening experience daily. Yeah. And I mean, like on our commercial side, they, um, you know, they're, they're, they do the janitorial stuff and, and they think it's great. And they, they wear our company shirts. I mean, they're not pink by any means. They're, they're black. Well, we're not they're aliens. No, I know. <laughs> but it's funny though. People typically think that our company is predominantly women. I mean, it is majority women, but we do have men that work with us on all on all sides. Google Workspace is a much better, is a really good solution. I can tell you a few things that we've learned. One of the things that we've learned, and I have actually, I actually built a company on it and have a, a company, a software that we're building that will extract all of your files from your emails so that you can organize them. So, because a lot of important files are emailed. Yeah. Even, even with Google Docs, you'll download that thing and you'll email it. You, because in order to share it outside your organization, which you can in Google, in Google you have to have someone who's proficient at understanding the permissions. I mean, you still do have to have, and what we found is you generally want one administrator in your company or multiple if you have a big company and you have several hundred people or a thousand people 
that are managing permissions because what happens, and I've had this happen, is it'll get sloppy. And before you know it, people outside your company who you've sent things to will have access to things because of the way that permissions work, right? Because if this document is in a folder and that master folder, you don't want people to see things in that master folder, then if you don't have the permissions set right, then you're in trouble. And then what we found is that you can create a separate quote unquote drive in your Gmail drive that you could use for separate people. The challenge with our people outside your organization or even within your organization that you want compartmentalized. The challenge with that is, is that you still have to get that document to a person somehow and you may need to get it outside your organization. So what, what this was a, this was a huge problem uh, for my wife when she was switching accounting firms or law firms and needed all the files. Well, most of your files are in email somewhere. And, and she spent days because here's how it works. You go to your, your, your email client, Gmail, mm-hmm. you cert, you then search through, I, I'm like, okay, well, I want all the documents from Danielle. Then I look at the, all the attachments and then I have to click all the attachments to figure out if that was an attachment. And if someone puts a signature image in their email, that shows as an attachment. Attachment, yeah. So uh, we built a program that will extract all of those files by person or by company so that you can have an instant filing system. You don't even have to extract it, just pulls them out. And then it shares that folder with a person so that uh, you and I never have to worry about it again. It auto it does it all in the background. It not so you're creating like a like you said, a software that what so when I go into like Google Workplace marketplace i can like download that and and put it as an as an add-on to we're not going to do it marketplace it's a separate product because okay. um we want it to be it's a good idea and we may do that eventually um but all you have to do is sync your email to it so it's it's sort of like a plugin but you just okay. you sync your email and in the background it runs and does all this and eventually we'll hook some other things up to it but um it's helped me. It's in beta where we got to get this security audit done. And, and Google does an okay job. Gmail is better than most of the other programs that I've seen. Um, yeah. You know, to, to do that. But in, in general, going back to the file system, you do have to have someone who understands the permissions and you need to pay attention to that because generally what will happen is, uh, for example, you and I have a document for this show. Right. Now, uh, we may we use that. We're working on it, right? We're working through all the topics, through all the uh, weeks, but we may get that down and then transfer that into a schedule. And we forget about that document. And two years later, right? you don't remember what the permissions were, who has it, right? The whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. So, so the other thing that we found is that everyone organizes differently. Yes. We had a, a whole show about that, about everybody's different organizational skills. Did we? Yeah, we did. We Because we were talking about how it's important to have one system 
because you might put something in somewhere, then Gia pulls it out and does it somewhere different and puts in a different folder. And the same happens with Samantha and I, and, you know, our managers and stuff. So yeah, we, we talked about all of that, about how everybody has a different process for organizing, sorry, organization. Right. So to summarize for listeners who haven't heard that episode, basically you should appoint one person to be in charge of different folders, meaning operations has one person yeah, and they organize it. And when, and that's the folder structure, you don't allow, you don't allow people to randomly make folders (laughs) or you'll never find anything. Right. You, You won't, you simply will not do it. So that is a rule that we found with the Google workspace that you just have to, you just have to abide by. And that person who is in charge of that folder is also in charge of permissions. Now, a bigger company, once you get to, you know, maybe 25, 50, 100 person will have a security person, quote unquote, mm-hmm. who is in charge, who will audit that or should audit that. Um, but in the meantime, for, you know, companies that aren't quite that large and can't afford to have that person on staff, you got to have one person who's in charge of that folder and all the subfolders in the organization. And if someone has a question about where to put it, then they just email that or talk to that one person and that one person directs them. Otherwise, I, it, we have had situations that are just unmanageable. Yeah. Completely unmanageable. We do use Google Sheets, but I will say, and there'll be people listening out there who are finance people, Google Sheets is not comparable. To Excel? For, yeah, for advanced things. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah, and you guys are big spreadsheet people. Like You do a lot on spreadsheets. I like spreadsheets because I like to build the workbook out so that everything is in one outside of QuickBooks and all the other programs. It's sort of our unified way we run the business because then I can connect all these things. So if I have a marketing campaign, I can build that marketing campaign in that worksheet and have it feed the profit and loss, which is feeding the cash flow statement. And then I can see the business all in all right there. Place. Yeah. So we are doing that, but we don't, I, I don't use Google Sheets for that, but we do use Google Sheets for managing all the guests on the Edge podcast. Um, the other really great thing with uh, Google Workspace is their forms. I don't know if you use their forms. Yeah, we do. We use their forms internally uh, within our company. So if we're doing like monthly um, reviews or you know, performance reviews, things like that. We do use the forms for that. And the cool thing with Google Forms is that it will feed a Google Sheet spreadsheet. Right. And then you can... answers and stuff, right? Everything, yep. Puts it right in the spreadsheet. I think you have to click the button for that. There's a little slider button. It says... uh, And and for those listening, you don't... it, it It will do it it will go back in time and do that as well. So if you didn't click it and you have a thousand responses, you can still click that 
turn that on and it will export it into a sheet. And I actually use the sheet for our forms to look at answers more than I use the front end interface. Cool. So what do you use? I know actually when you and I first connected to be when I was a guest on the podcast, actually when I was in Montreal, I filled out a Google form from you. So other than that, is there anything specific that you use Google forms for? Uh, We use Google forms internally to build forms sort of for feedback mechanisms Yeah, yeah, and to log things that we find. So if we see a repetitive thing that happens more than three times, four times in a month, we're going to create a form for it so that it feeds a spreadsheet that we can keep track of. Um, the other thing we use forms for are actually decision trees. So I bu- built okay. a decision tree that because in that form, you can. it's also a little programming tool. So you can say, if the person answers this, show them this. So I have a decision tree that I actually built on how to make decisions to optimize my time. And meaning like, should you do it? Should you delegate Delegate. it? Should should you not do it? So I built this whole thing. I'll have to send it to you. Anybody listening, if you want it, you can email me. Uh, We give it out as a flat file eight. PDF. And I think I sent it out in our email newsletter a few times, but basically it'll go and it will just, and then I I gave that to Gia and Gia went in and programmed that form. So anytime you have a decision, you just pull up that form and you start answering the questions and eventually you'll get to the right answer, whether you should delegate it, do it, not do it, do it yourself, whatever. Um, It takes you through that. So anytime we have a process that, you know, I mean, you're a big process person. um, Yeah. System you, process, yeah. You you can make you can do that process. Whether it could be a decision for a customer for you, right? Does yeah. is this our? Do you ideal? need us? Yes. <laughs> if it's if it's your idea, you could come up with a diagram to figure out is this your ideal customer? And you know, because a lot of people always think they should. If a customer comes, you should take the customer. Well, yeah. so maybe you shouldn't take all customers. Oh, agreed. So. Does it fit your criteria? If you have a criteria, you can use the Google Forms for that. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, probably with anybody listening who is, who can, who can manage Gmail, probably in an hour could start building forms, maybe 30 minutes, but so an that hour. That was my next question uh, for the listeners. Like, I just wanted to, to, Top, uh, talk about this for the listeners that are listening that are interested in something like what you just said, because I didn't know that you could make, like we use Google forms, but I've never known how to process it to make a decision. Um, is it relatively easy? I mean, you know, can you Google it or YouTube it? And is it relatively easy to make those different systems out of it? It is Yeah, within an hour, you'll be, you'll be able to make a, f- I mean, within 30, 20 minutes, you'll be able to make some sort of form. And then you just, just a matter of practice to learn the little intricacies. But if you build a form, you'll see it has all these uh, ability to say, if this, you know, do you want a conditional okay. response onto that? So it's just um, a matter of actually, like you said, looking into all the little things. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think within an hour, there's plenty. Google has re- does have good videos um, 
And there's a million people who write about Google things for their blogs to get traffic. Mm-hmm. So uh, that the Google Forms probably for us is one of the, I mean, I have a Google Form open, the, the spreadsheet open at all times for this podcast with all of our guests so that I can um, look them up or if, you know, we we record our, the, our show here, we publish, we try to publish in near real time, right? Same day or within a day or two, well, within a day at the latest. But the other, you know, other shows that we record don't come out for, you know, we have record where I think we're out two months already. So I, I have that open. I can see when they come in. Um, the decision tree I have open here. Uh, we also hook up. The other thing about I love about Google Workspace is that it is relatively easy to connect to other systems. Mm-hmm. We use Zapier. So basically, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll use the example of a guest. When you filled out that form, that form is hooked up with a Zap. You can look up Zapier if you haven't seen it, but Zapier is a are these really simple tools that connect different tools together. So okay. what happens is you fill out that Google form, that Google form puts it into this into the Google Sheet. Google Sheets then sends it to our ConvertKit email program. You are added to a list of podcast guests, and then we can either email only our guests mm-hmm. or, oh, and then from ConvertKit, it then goes into our CRM through wow. all, all through Zapier. So we don't have to do anything manually. So it's just a natural flow. Just all hooked. Wow. Then we have your cool. contact information in our CRM. You're in our email program tagged as a former guest and we have the form itself. So the, and a lot of the technology companies out there, software companies, build these hooks for Google Workspace. You know, it's a more modern platform. I'm not saying that they don't exist for Microsoft 365, but the the marketplace, if you will, is nowhere near as extensive that we've found as it is. Now, there's probably some Microsoft lover out there says, oh, if you really look, there are, Brandon. But for the most part, people, you know, business owners don't have, especially SMBs, don't have time to spend 60 hours on research. Right. Whereas for Google Workspace, it just, it just seems right, like right. there's more people writing things out there for it. Yeah. And I mean, even in, um, one thing that I've noticed with Google, just on like a very basic, uh, you know, way of doing things, sometimes I'll go into my, email or my Gmail, I guess. And little things pop up. And I don't know if this is everybody's, but on mine, it'll come up at the top and go, Oh, this is a new app that can, you know, do this. And are you interested in doing this? Like, um, because we have so many different emails for the company, obviously we want things to come to one place. So instead of it being like forwarded, we've done that, but there's, one where we need specific signatures, whether it's a manager, Samantha, myself, the office, like whomever. And there's an app that I have on mine and I'm trying to find the name of it now. And it's just something as stupid as auto BCCing 
me or Sam or whomever that needs to be. So we always make sure for, you know, um, like thread purposes, like just to have a paper trail that somebody in management is always copied on every email correspondence from no matter who. And it's an app and I don't know what it's called. I'm trying to find it now, but it is, I did get it and put it into all of our email systems. Yeah, there you go. There's a really easy one. If you can find the name while I'm talking. Then another little hack that I love with Google Docs is that if you have a PDF, you can upload that PDF to your Google Drive or folder, whatever that is. You can then right-click on it and hit Open in Docs, and it will convert that PDF into a doc for you to edit. Yeah. Which it's called OCR. It's reading that PDF, and but it allows you to then turn a PDF into something that you can, that edit. you yeah you can edit. The other hack that I like, and look, Microsoft Word does have this in fairness, but we're talking about Google Workspace because that's generally, well, that's what we use. We found it to be good, and my experience with 365 has just been more complicated. So the I just want to mention that because people out there will say, well, Microsoft Word can do that too, Brandon. It can do it, but it's just not as simple and it's not as easy, I don't think, but the voice to text. So if I actually hear something, for instance, that uh, I I don't have a good example. Sometimes I narrate and it does a really good job. Let's say sometimes I am experimenting with copy, uh, ad copy. Okay. And I'll hear a video on YouTube, for instance. I'll just play that YouTube video into my mic into the Google Doc transcription and it transcribes the whole thing. Wow. That's very cool. See, these are things that I had no idea. But I mean, things that why would I need to do that? You know what I mean? Well, I don't know, but other listeners may want to do that. I don't know what you're, you know, yeah. I mean, there's different businesses. You're running that service business. I'm using the edge as an example of. You know, um, but near, but uh, the reason that you would want to do that is if you were writing a document or a letter to someone, you could narrate it. Yeah. Voice to text. But, you know, Which I do that like on my phone. I'm notorious for that. Um, doing voice to text emails, everything. Right. So this just allows you to do it in the document. And Google is generally pretty easy. The other thing I like about Google that now, I haven't used Word in a long time. I do use Pages pretty regularly, which is Apple's word processing project uh, product, is <clears throat> because we're now writing <clears throat> our first process for writing the Edge newsletter is we actually do it in Google Docs so that we can share it with an editor easier, is that it is filling in the sentence for you. And yes. I, what's that? Yeah, that and you just hit tab and it. Yeah, and, it. and I find that it's a it's it's generally about seventy percent, sixty five percent correct, and it just speeds up your typing. Yeah, I agree. It's you know it's crazy you say that because I've seen that too, and I'm like, how does it even know what I'm going to say? I guess it's just because it's typically all around the same topic. You know what because, I mean? But, because there's a lot of yeah, it has such a broad, it has such a deep audience of users. That yeah. it, can, it has figured out what people type after that, and then it just logs it, you know. And people can say, "Well, is that invasive?" Yada yada. I, if it makes your life easier and you're not typing 
some takeover the government document, you probably have nothing to worry about. Um, there, yeah. I, I will say this: there are some privacy concerns with Google that, you know, if you were or had a company that had sensitive things, not classified, but sensitive data that you didn't want, uh, I would encourage people to read the privacy notice of Google Workspace. There, there's a few things that would raise some flags, not deal killers, but definitely interesting copyright things that they talk about where, you know, you might want to not put that in there. But for the most part, I would say that you're probably pretty good with 90% of it. Um, the other thing that we do use <clears throat> regularly now is Google Meet. We found Google Meet bandwidth, resolution, audio, uh, it will transcribe your meetings for you. Oh. It, it will um, do closed captioned. Some of the people who work with us have accents from they're from other countries, and it can be hard to understand. But yeah. it will closed caption that at the bottom if you want for you. And if you do the twelve dollar a user a month, it can also record your meetings and transcribe them, which can be helpful. Yeah. No, that's that's really cool. Um, yeah, back to actually, I just wanted to make a point back to your privacy with Google. So Sergo, he's a mortgage broker um, through Fisco, which or FISRA, I guess now the Financial Services Commissioner of Canada, Ontario, whatever. Um, they actually do not allow them to use Google for that reason. Yeah. So no, like because my my mom, she has a brokerage as well, and she used to put all of the documents in Google, and then it came out that they couldn't do that anymore. Um, so they had to create basically a whole new software for that reason. Yeah, and, and and a lot of that happens when you're buying houses and mortgages. At least for my experience, it happens on email. Yeah, I mean, exactly. And then when it goes through a secure program like DocuSign or one of these things that or Adobe sign, whatever it is that, you know, when they need a, a, a official signature. So I, I just, well, I think that's worth mentioning. It's a good example, Danielle, because if it's super sensitive stuff, it's just yeah. probably not going to go there. You're not going to put it on there, but I would say for 70%, 75%, maybe even 80% of most people, yeah, they're just not, they just don't, you know, you're not putting your, your financial statements. I, I wouldn't, put my financial statements in any cloud program that wasn't super secure. I, I tend to trust Apple more because of their stance recently, right. which is, you know, super private, which, you know, creates its own host of problems for marketers. But um, if you're a user, it's helpful, but my, but Apple's suite is not ready. It, it's, perfect i think for creators single solo yeah. owners like freelancers things like that and even then google sort of but other than that um yeah i think google does that and then google we do use google slides now google slides is the is the um equivalent to microsoft powerpoint the for the most part i would say it has 85 percent of the major features that you would need and and i see plenty of companies building in google slides with no problem oh really okay. um some of the people that work for us prefer pow uh, powerpoint because i either i don't know I just like the original right it's it's people are comfortable with it 
Yeah, and they know it and they don't want to learn Google Slides. So um, that's fine. And Google Slides generally translates. If someone sends me, if you build it in slides, you can export it to PowerPoint, et cetera. And for the most part, it transfers over. But I, I think that most people are using any of these things for their email program. Mm -hmm. And I would say Gmail does a relatively good job. And the other thing is, is why make people, people in their personal lives are using Gmail. Yes. For the most part. I mean, Gmail owns like 87% or something crazy of the market. So if they're familiar with it, why retrain them on something that they're not using in their personal life? You know, if they're using it in their personal life, they're not going to know how to use it in their professional life and it makes it easier. Yeah. Now, do you use the Google podcast thing? I do not use the Google podcast app. We publish and we're on the Google, you know, this podcast is on the Google podcast, but I do not use Google podcast. Do you? No, no, no. I, I just didn't know if that, if you used it. Uh, I'm not an Android person. I'm a Apple. iPhone. Yeah, me too. See, that's the thing. I've always also been Apple, um, Mac, you know, um, iCloud, stuff like that. But when it comes to Google, I just, I like some of their things. And a big thing for me that I just wanted to say, because, you know, we could have some people um, starting some businesses and companies on here, is Google My Business is just such a great thing to have as a, as a startup or, you know, even as a, as a larger company, I think, it, I think you and I talked about this. It's, it's, I think it's so important um, to have, to be on Google because look at how many people, you know, see something on Instagram or Facebook, they Google it. If it's not relevant on Google, they don't even like, they don't even care. Right. Like if you Google us, we come up as a Google profile. Um, all of our reviews are there, all of our information, it synchronizes with our Facebook, our social medias, everything is very current up to date and all there. Um, they just have to hit call or email or whatever. Um, I think that's so important for newer businesses to really get their feet wet in Google, my business. And it's so easy to set up. Yeah, that's through Google Maps. I think you and I did talk about that before another episode, but I also would say I can't prove this and but my guess is that Google gives preference or weights I don't I shouldn't say that. I don't know if they give preference and weight higher. They're able to verify real businesses. So if you're using Google Workplace and Workspace, it's called Google Workspace. Use Google Workspace, and then you go sign up for the Google business, which mm-hmm. shows up on the map, and you get reviews, and you can do updates. It they probably waited more. I mean, if I if I was running yeah. an algorithm, I would too, because it's easier to verify. Hey, we know that Domestic Divas is a real company. They're using Google Workspace, right. and we know it's real. So mm-hmm. they're going to be the algorithm is going to be more apt to do that. But I couldn't agree with you more. If you're not on, if you're not on, what's it called? Is it called Google Business? It's called Google, Google My Business. Um, my business. I, I'm not asking you to like Google My Business. It's actually called Google My Business. Um, so if somebody goes, um, a new business, if they go on and they click on Google My Business, manage your business profile. You just have to click on, um, 
like manage now or sign up, whatever it's get, get listed on Google. Yeah. And then you just put in all your information. They send you a verification pin via mail because they need to make sure that it's at that location. Then when you open the pin, you put your pin in the little section there and then you're live. Another cool thing that we're actually doing right now is Google has now launched a thing called Google Guarantee. I don't know if you've seen them yet, but if you Google home-based business or not home-based home service businesses, um, plumbers, mechanics, home cleaners, anything like that, there's this new thing that comes up and at the top, it's like a little green uh, check mark and it says Google guaranteed beside it. So Google has actually guaranteed and now they are basically assuring and ensuring that this business is legit. They're not going to screw you over and Google will give you an extra amount of insurance. It's been quite a process. I haven't done it yet. It's been about two months, but the first thing they have to do you have to do the owner or the director or whomever is in charge of all of that, who's basically it's going to be on, um, needs to do like a video call uh, to verify identity. Then you have to send in your identification. You have to upload your insurance documentation for a minimum of $5 million, uh, in liability insurance. You then have to go through a bunch of screening. Um, if you have employees... They have to go through background checks. I had to go through background checks. And that's ran through Pinkerton, which is an identity background check company that partners with Google for it. Um, You have to do criminal checks and background checks for that. Um, So it's quite an extensive process. But to be able to have that, I think, for a business on Google is also such a great thing. And I, I actually don't recall. I don't think it cost anything. I think it was just... um. I guess your only thing you would have to pay for would be your criminal check that you'd have to upload. But other than that, I don't recall there being a fee, but just double check it if anybody is interested, um, just in case I am wrong. But it's a super cool verification service, um, prevent you know fraudulence and stuff like that. I think that's cool. It's called the Google Guarantee Badge. Yeah. It, there's some fine print. I think it'd be cool to have the badge because I look, at the end of the day, anything that makes the customer feel more secure mm-hmm. is going to make them more apt to buy from you. And I am sure, again, that if you're a customer of the Google Workspace, that that even allows them to feel more comfortable and maybe they promote you more. Like I said, this is conjecture, but I do a lot of search engine optimization stuff. And the truth is, is those are the things that seem to have influence. Um, The thing that it does say about that is it says, if you're backed by the Google guarantee and your customers that came to your business through local service services ads aren't satisfied with the quality of your work, et cetera, they, they can reimburse the customer and there's some limits there. But I think what's important about what you said there is that little badge. It's a little green badge with a check mark. And that's going to give you know, to, to your to your point, the fact that uh, you went through that process, and there's plenty of studies that show out there if a customer a customer feels more secure, and especially in today's age, there's a lot of fake crap out there. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of affiliate site. There's just a lot of um crap. But um, I think that's a good suggestion, and 
you know, this, these things, they do take some work. Even the Google, I, I did want to say something about the Google, uh, Google My Business, which is gets you on Google Maps and gets you the reviews. You got to pay attention because that postcard that they, they literally send a postcard that's small yeah. and it yeah. will get lost in the mail. I, I we One time we had to request it three times because I think it just got thrown out with yeah. junk mail. Yeah. So you got to sure. keep, an keep an eye out for that. I did want to mention prices for people because price is always an issue or, or can be, but their business starters. And by the way, we're not sponsored by Google. No, we're we not getting paid. Google. We're just using it. We decided to talk about it today because um, it can really benefit your business for such a lower, like a low cost. Like it's almost, you know, silly. Cheap. Not to it, it, it. It's cheap. I mean, business starter kit, the business and enterprise pricing, you basically, you can get for $6 a user a month. You get a, your custom email, which is your domain name, 100 participant video meetings, which is a lot for especially an SMB, 30 gigs of cloud storage per user, which is okay, enough probably. Uh, you get your security and your standard support. If you go to $12 a user, which I think is what we use, mm-hmm. you get 150 participants per video meeting. You still get your secure email. You get two terabytes of storage per user, which is quite a lot, especially if you're doing, you know, if you're just doing documents and spreadsheets and contracts, 30 gigs probably going to be okay. Be, be okay. If, if you're doing graphics and things like that, two terabytes probably better. And um, you get standard support. They have an $18 a month, which looks like 250 participants. It looks like they're really emphasizing the meeting size. You get recording. You also get recording the twelve dollars, uh, and that's how I, that's how I know. I think we have the twelve dollars. You get five terabytes of storage per user, and you get all sorts of enhanced security management controls. I, I would tell people that um, you know if you're at ten, twenty, thirty, maybe even fifty people, you depending on the business, you get away with the six dollars a month, and then you're probably going to have to go up to twelve dollars with yeah. storage and things like that, but. And and recording of the meetings doesn't sound like a big deal. And people could say, oh, I can do that with Zoom. But we've just found that it is really easy to say, like uh, two days ago, I asked Sergey, our CTO, I was like, hey, can we jump on a quick call? He just sends me the link to the Google meeting. It's set up. Boom. I don't have to fire up another program like uh, uh, Zoom that we're recording on today. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why. Why don't we record on Google? It's a good question, Danielle. I think it's. I think it's also one of those things, right, where you're just so used to doing it. Like we could probably utilize Google Meet in hours because we use the twelve dollar a month one also for our business. Um, but we've always just used Zoom. So maybe that'll be our project now over the weekend. We're both going to transition to Google Meet. <laughs> Yeah, why 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 do we use why do I don't I know. Oh, I know why we use Google uh why we use Zoom, why I started originally using Zoom for the podcast is because we can stream live. We're not streaming live today because we normally record on Fridays. On Fridays, yeah. Fridays. Um, but uh for listeners out there, Danielle Dan- Danielle and I's rule is that if business Business will always tr- sales and business always trump podcasts. Uh, so that that's just the way it works. But 
I think that's why we did Zoom. But if you if you're if you're only doing recordings and and not needing to live stream, I can't imagine. And you know what? I I'm not going to do the research right now, but I am going to do the research. Google me live stream too. I bet you they live stream to YouTube no problem. Probably, yeah. Um yeah, there, there's some like really like Google really does make it easy for a small business to succeed on the web space um, and internally, I think, uh, for a really, really affordable, cheap cost. Like, you know, they're not asking a ridiculous amount. I think that everything that Google has done for our company has been phenomenal. I think for any small business that is starting up, especially if you're just starting up, if you're a creator or anything, it's just a no brainer. Yeah. Agreed. So I pulled up, um, like, for example, I searched plumbers Orangeville, like where I am right now. Mm-hmm. And two came up. I don't know if you, maybe not. Because it's exposure. There you go. I don't know. So see at the top there, Google those guaranteed two right there. They're going to, they're going to prioritize those. They are going to prioritize, prioritize those search results. That's yes. a fact. Like, so if somebody sees that, I'm not going to scroll to look for others. I'm going to see that those two are Google guaranteed. I can't agree with you more. I mean, these are all the things in the Google Google (laughs) ecosystem. No more Saturday morning podcasts. We can't talk this morning. I don't know. I'm just, I'm I'm not tired, but I guess I'm just slower waking up. I, I was... I was actually considering getting back on the caffeine, but I'm a little bit scared to do it. So, oh, I'm a, I can't not have it. I know, but the the the, ca- the caffeine triggers your fight or flight system, and really makes you breathe from your upper chest, and then you're in this fight or flight, and I just never function as well as, like it's not it's not like I need it to get going. I sleep well. Do you sleep seven and a half hours a night? I sleep. Like a rock. And why do you need caffeine? I, you know what? I don't. It's not necessarily that I wake up and I'm like, ugh, I need coffee. Like I'm, I'm the same whether I wake up without it or with it. I think it's just a habit of, and I just like it. I just love coffee. I love when I travel. I taste different coffee beans. I just, I genuinely love coffee. So it's not like I need it to function. Well, you sort of sound like my wife. She told me that, but I don't. I don't believe that either. But when you're on the caffeine, you're addicted. It's it's a drug. But oh, if it makes you feel better and you like tasting coffee beans, then certainly do it. Um, the <laughs> the <laughs> I uh, I I don't know. I I I think I'm. I think I decided I was going to do that because it would speed up my metabolism, so I could lose weight faster. Um, oh which is probably not probably I it's true. It, it can help you. The problem is, is that most people don't like, I just take the straight drug, not add cream and all this other yeah. crap that people put in their sugar. Basically. Uh, I used to put zing, which is stevia and lemon. And that was it. My wife said I put more lemon juice in my tea. It was half lemon juice and half tea is what she said, but probably true. <laughs> But it's kept my teeth white, um, which I worry about when you drink tea and coffee. But I have really white teeth. You you do? How do you do that? I'm obsessive about my teeth. Well, there you go. I brush two, three times a day. I have a water 
flosser. I whiten. I have a retainer that I wear at nighttime. That's good. Yeah. When you're young, I couldn't, if I could tell people one thing, you know, white, I have pretty white teeth. Yeah, you do too. Yeah. And I'm older uh, than you, but you know, that's a thing that can make you look old. Teeth. Yeah. And I notice teeth like that. Yeah, me too. If you don't take care of your teeth, like, you know, people, and it's the, the brown, the people with brown teeth, it can be from coffee. Those are, the stains can come out, but mm-hmm. if you grind at night, which most people do, mm-hmm. then you're going to grind all the enamel off your teeth and they're going to turn brown. But, yeah. you know, we, we were talking about Google Workspace. Is there anything else <laughs> with Google Workspace that we should talk about? Uh, I think we mentioned a lot of it. I think in general, it is a really solid program, a, a really solid platform. It may not answer the mail on every single thing but it will get you almost everything you need. And if you did rely on it and you absolutely could afford nothing, like you were, if listeners said, I can only afford to do one platform to run my business, mm-hmm. I you, would go with you absolutely could do it on Google. 100%. No problem. I mean, other than Jobber, we do everything via Google and Zoom. Um, other than like Zoom's free uh, unless you need more than 45 minute uh, meetings. And in all honesty, I mean, thinking about it, Jobber is obviously amazing, but a lot of the features that we do on Jobber for our home service um, business, really, we could probably figure out a way to do it through Google. You know, with somebody like yourself who's very good at, you know, those kinds of things, because I am not. Um, I'm sure we could make those things out of forms or whatever. You know what I mean? So like, ultimately, you could definitely do it all with Google. So I think we'll end there. I'll put a, I'll dig up if I do have that discount for people. I think it's, they get 15% discount. They'd send me the thing a while ago. I will put it in the show notes. And uh, if any listeners have any feedback, certainly drop us a line. Our contact information's in the show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're a Microsoft lover and you don't agree with what we've said, then tell us why. Yeah, I want to hear what cool things Microsoft can do. Thanks, everybody, for listening.